Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, WGC St. Jude Invitational and Barracuda Championship Finalize Betting Sheet. It's not going to be an extensive one this week. Same with the DraftKings picks. I'm not going to play a ton of lineups this week. I'm only going to play three, the three of my contests, then enter them in different stuff as well. So exposures are kind of all across the board here. You've got to make some tough decisions, uh, especially when you play three lineups. You can't just play everyone. you got to really consolidate everything in. I'm not using anyone in all three of my lineups. Trying to diversify a little bit, try to go 66% on some of these guys. we got the PGA Championship next week, so let's try to really hammer home and focus on that. Uh, please smash the like button to the video, and in the comment section, tell me who your biggest fade in Memphis is going to be this week on DraftKings. And also, if you're listening to the audio version of this show... Leave a five-star rating, maybe even a review. That would go a long way into helping. All the giveaways and everything will be back a week from now for the Millionaire Maker for the year's first major. We're going to have extensive content for that. We're going to have all the normal shows, plus the live chat, plus the cut sweats. I may even do a showdown show because I can actually film it in the evening and since it's on the West Coast, people can actually consume it in the morning so the content isn't dead after like 30 seconds. So that's always nice to do in the content biz. So for me this week, I'm going to keep it relatively light. Just going to bet three guys from 20 to 40. Uh, and for me at the WGC, that is going to be Webb Simpson at 22 to 1, Xander Shoffley at 22 to 1, and Brooks Kepka at 33. I had it narrowed down between like Morikawa and Hovland and Berger and Reed. Then I was like, I can't pick which one I like the most out of these four, so I'm just not going to bet any of them. Uh, save my money again. Save some more bullets for next week. The only long shot that I played was Paul Casey at 100 to 1 with the top five each way, solely because I just think those odds are really high, probably accurate of his actual win equity, uh, because you do want guys who can make a few putts at this course. As we saw last year, everyone who finished inside the top 20, except for like Patrick Reed, gained strokes putting. It could happen for Paul Casey. It's just at 100 to 1, it seems like a good number, considering I bet him at 25 to 1 last week. And just some of the guys, even like half his price, I feel like are in the same tier as Paul Casey. And it's not like he's hitting the ball poorly he's driving it and hitting his irons well he just can't get up and down or make a two-foot putt so hopefully that can flip this week who knows so paul casey 100 to 1 for the barracuda i'm playing steel at 22 schwab at 45 cam davis with a top five each way at 60 to 1 and sebastian munoz i caught at 100 to 1 i had mentioned that on the show with feinberg on monday it was still 100 to 1 then that is with the top five each way i've seen him down to 50 to 1 in some places don't love that as much but i do like the 100 number so what i've actually done is taken the four winners i have from the wgc and the four winners i have from the barracuda just to make this a fun week for me and parlayed them all together in a round robin with a top five each way so i think i put six bucks on each of them and and, you know, if, uh, each way, if Casey comes inside the top five and Munoz comes inside the top five, I'm having a really good week. So that's just going to be more for fun. Uh, top tens at the WGC. I played Shez Reedy, nine to one. Cameron Champ at 12 to one. In top 20, I played Matthew Wolf at plus 250. Uh, in a grouping of 78 people, I feel like Matthew Wolf should come inside the top 20. He's playing really well right now. Everyone's talking about Finau and how well he's playing, but can't get the win. Wolf is playing pretty well himself, uh, and he is one of the premier drivers in this field. And that's really what I'm looking for. First round leaders, I got Cam Smith at 100 to 1, Cam Champ at 100 to 1, Joel Damon at 100 to 1, and CT Pan, the Iron Man himself 
hitting them irons, fantastically hitting a bunch of fairways, cannot make a fucking putt to save his life. Maybe he can for one round. He's 150 to one, all with the top five each way. I'm going with Brooks Kepka in the one and done. Jeff had gone with Colin Morikawa, but he had, again, previously used him. He has switched his pick to Patrick Reed, and Cust is taking Rory McIlroy. Just straight up parlays. I played Brooks and Schwab and Brooks, Schwab, and Furick as a double and a triple across both PGA events, and that last one's for the Champions Tour, Furyk making his debut over there this week. So just more of a fun card this week for me. In terms of DraftKings ownership, it's really tough to get a gauge with the WGC event because ownership's going to be a lot spread out. But, you know, what is spread out? A lot of guys are going to be plus 20% this week, especially at the top end. The guys that aren't garnering a bunch of interest above 8,000, it appears to me like Dustin Johnson is not. I'm too cowardly to play him, but you know he has won here in the past. He did win like three weeks ago. I'm not sure where his status stands on his back. I'm just too big of a coward to actually take the plunge on him. I'm using Brooks instead, who I don't have projected as high ownership, but enough where he's going to be owned. Let's let's be real here. Bryson and Cantlay appear to be the two above 10K. People are shying away from a little bit, although Cantlay always gets like secret ownership uh, when we go back and look at it. Bryson is the one for me. I wasn't initially going to use anyone from above $10,000, but I decided to construct a Bombers lineup around Bryson DeChambeau because I think that he'll come in at probably like half, maybe... Yeah, maybe not half, maybe like 75%, maybe a little bit less of like Justin Thomas and Rory and John Rahm, who probably objectively are better plays. But Bryson is a world-class player, and if he can really use his off-the-tee game in Memphis, he can shorten this course a lot. And he's probably the best putter consistently out of those four guys as well. So Bryson, if he can start heating up on the greens a little bit, maybe get the irons to click, he could have a really good week in memphis from the bottom i mentioned kind of the top 10s and top 20s i like uh same as DraftKings. i like wolf i'm not using casey on DraftKings. i'm using wolf in that spot kevin na i used a lineup with in terms of like my accuracy iron type lineup i tried to pull the ben raza idea of stacking skill sets together this week so if i'm wrong on the bombers i do have more of an accuracy iron and putting lineup that i can defer to i also played phil in a lineup because yeah why not Phil has a fantastic history at this course. He's still bombing it off the tee. He's 14th in driving distance in this field since the restart. And he makes birdies and bunches. So just avoid the water all the time, Phil, and don't fucking four-putt, and you're going to be fine. We saw with Brian Harmon last week that you don't even need that high of a finish as long as you're trading birdies for bogeys and getting on streaks, and Phil still has the ability to do that, at least in my mind. Maybe I'm way off, but he's very cheap in this field. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are going to go to him. So I think that he's an adequate draft Kings flyer in this spot I don't have any craziness about him finishing like top five or anything like that but I think that in terms of DraftKings scoring even if he finishes like t21 he could challenge for top 10 in DraftKings scoring just based on the way that he scores the other mini pocket of low ownership is the bottom of that eights you're going to see Fowler Spieth and Jason Day all come in with suppressed ownership versus everyone else around them I don't know what to do with that range, so I'm not playing them. If you have a good grasp, I think that is a spot you can exploit. But with a no-cut event, 78 people in the field, uh, I highly recommend that you probably leave a few bucks on the table uh, this time around. That way you make sure you most definitely, not most definitely don't have a duplicated lineup, but good enough that you're going to get away, even if you do use some chalkier guys, that your lineup isn't going to necessarily be automatically duplicated. 
Like it's probably going to be at the top. Uh, you can check back in with Fantasy National, check out the ownership percentages of what people on the site are doing. As I've said all week, today is the day to double dip if you've never had a Fantasy National membership in the past. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo or promo code Mayo gets you 20% off, and that applies to the weekly, the monthly, or the yearly. If you just want to dip your toe in the water with the weekly, you do it on Wednesday. You get Wednesday to Wednesday, which means you get WGC and Barracuda, all the tools, all the stats that go along with with that you get all the showdown for the weekend plus you get through wednesday of the following week which means you get the pga championship so you get three tournaments for the price of one on a weekly at fantasynational.com there's so much money flying out in the prize pools right now that i think that's a good situation that you want to be in uh, if you want to test it out uh, there's a lot of demo videos on the youtube page for fantasy national in case you want to know how to use some of the stuff i'm going to be doing my breakdown on the weekend as the first look going through the fantasy national setup for everything and how i am doing my stats which could be completely different from how you do your stats you're probably more successful if you use your stats over mine but you can see how to utilize the tools on that show and just become a member with promo code mayo and boom you're in the game really easy to generate lineups so if that's all you were using it for definitely worth the eight bucks not gonna lie to you if you're playing like 20 or more lineups and with a millionaire maker you might want to dip your toe like i said into the water next week for the year's first major weather concerns in memphis this week there appears to be a lot and i can't really peg down when exactly the weather is really going to hit severely to impact so there's no pm am stack for me if i was playing like 20 ish lineups i'd probably play and where it's a wgc everyone's kind of on the course at the same time so there's no huge distinction between am and pm for one thing uh, the tower that I'm using this week to track the weather is on windfinder.com. It's the Memphis slash Shelby Farms windfinder. Uh, there's like three in the area right around TPC Southwind. This is the one I found was in proximity, the closest to the course. But you could probably use the other two and get the same stuff. Like I'm looking at Thursday, there's rain and high winds in the forecast, but it seems to go all day. And ditto for Friday, you're going to have high winds all throughout the course of the day. There could be rain in the morning, there could be rain in the evening. And then on Saturday, it looks like there could be some rain as well hopefully this tournament doesn't get like rained out or pushed into monday especially with a major coming up because then you might actually see people wd who just hey i'm out of it i'm taking off and then all of a sudden you don't get any credit for final round showdown could be a lot of fun this week uh, if you want to use the fantasy national in tournament stats that's always a good time uh maybe that's where you want to allocate your money once you get an idea of how the stats are going for the week, how the tournament is playing, get a better sense of the weather. But that's what I'm seeing right now in terms of the forecast. I don't really know how to judge it. Maybe if you look back really late on to Wednesday or even wake up early on Thursday because it's not like tea times are at 6.30 a.m. in the morning Eastern time where it is a smaller field. They're pushed back later in the day. I believe 10 a.m. Eastern time is first tea. So maybe you want to check back at 9 a.m., see what the weather is doing for that day and maybe construct some lineups going that route. But like I said, WGC Barracuda Week, more for the fun of anything. We're going to get serious with the PGA Championship next week. I hope everyone out there has a fantastic week. So like the episode, Leave your biggest fade in the comment section. Rate the audio podcast five stars. Also subscribe and go tell a friend, just like you should become a member at fantasynational.com. Use slash mail for 20% off. And check out the fantasy football show I'm checking up today, too. And go back and watch the other stuff with Feinberg and Jeff Ulrich. More extensive breakdowns of this field than really running through the cheat sheet and the weather and everything like that. But hey, 
I hope it's some fun golf. We have two tournaments. That's always a lot of fun. There's Euro stuff going on as well. So golf is back in full swing, and we get a major next week, and that's super exciting. So I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck to everyone out there this week. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!